0: I was just yearning for something more than what I was doing. And I had always gone back to meditation, especially when times were tough. I would spend a lot of time with myself and um, visualizing what I want for myself and what I want for my life and meditating on it. And um, that's where I'm at peace is when I'm by myself meditating.
1: Hi, my name is Prince Daniels Jr., and I'm a former NFL running back, an author and thought leader who lives by the mantra, nothing is impossible unless you truly believe it is. I found the Game Beyond the Game taught that talk as a place for thought-provoking and inspiring conversations with professional athletes discussing life's transitions. Game Beyond the Game is an ecosystem for professional athletes to cultivate the mindset to discover their overall purpose and vision in the game of life. And now it's time to talk that talk with your MC Stan Pearson II, and myself, Prince Daniels Jr. What's going on, everybody? This is Prince Daniels Jr. And welcome to Game Beyond the Game presents Talk That Talk, where we inspire athletes and everyone else with their stories and how they transition out of their game into real life. So today we've got an incredible guest. And before I announce her, I just want to let you know, uh, she has a mask on, but if she took her <laughs> mask off, you guys would be like, yo, why don't you keep your mask off? But she's in a place where she's not able to. So we're going to make sure that we get her on for another interview whenever she's in one of her lavishest homes that she is <laughs> presenting um, to the world. But without further ado, I want to welcome Brianna Barksdale. Brianna, how you doing?
0: I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me today.
1: You're welcome. You're welcome. So I'm going to introduce you to everyone real quick. Look, Brianna is a former student athlete who played volleyball at Auburn university with an illustrious career. She had some awards to go with that illustrious career in 2016. She was Auburn Invitational all tournament team in 2015 and, uh, yeah, in 2015 and 2014, she was a War Eagle invitational to all-tournament team. She had SEC academic honor roll. Not only was she um, athletic, but she was smart as well, y'all. In her mm-hmm. career, she finished 10th in Auburn career records listed with a 0.85 block set average. Her 292 total blocks ranked eighth in Auburn history. While her assists, no, while her 252 block assists is 10th. In Auburn history, she earned her BSBA degree with a major in marketing from Harvard College of Business at University of Auburn, or is it Auburn University? Well, Auburn it doesn't University. Have. Auburn University. <laughs> okay. While well, competing as a collegiate athlete on the volleyball team, now she has transitioned into real estate. And as a former athlete, Brianna is consistently in the gym, working on her health, her mental, her physical, and emotional. Mm-hmm. She shares her love for health and fitness while serving as a professional coach, inspiring men and women to live a healthy and active lifestyle. When Brianna is not at work or in the gym, she is pursuing her MBA at UCLA Anderson to fulfill her purpose of giving back to the community. She is dedicated to continuing, continuing the legacy of her late grandfather, UCLA alum, All American, and Hall of Fame enshrined, Don Barksdale, through nonprofit high school sport assistant programs. Brianna lives by his famous words, give everything your best effort and believe in yourself. Without further ado, everybody clap your <laughs> hands and stomp your feet and give it up for Brianna Barstow. Bri, how you doing?
0: Good. Thank you. That was a great introduction. As as you see, I'm in the, you know, my office right now and people walk in and out. So hopefully it's not too distracting. Um, but thank so. you so much for the introduction.
1: You're welcome. You're welcome. We're happy to have you. So, um, I want to jump right into it and just just talk about you. Uh, okay. tell, tell us, tell um, us where you're from, who you are, and how you started all. Um, and you have a big family, so like just I take do. us back to uh, just before you went to college, and what was high school life like for you and growing up?
0: Okay, so. Um I'm from San Diego, California, uh, born and raised here. And I went to Eastlake high school and I grew up in, you know, Eastlake area. If anybody's familiar with that area. Um, and you know, growing up I was just a cheerleader and not saying not discrediting any cheerleaders or anything, but I was never into like former sports like basketball, volleyball, um, football or anything like that. Um, so I was a cheerleader from the age of five to my sophomore year of high school. And, uh, you know, I was getting into things that I probably shouldn't have, um, you know, not getting the best grades. And um, my dad, you know, came up to me and was like, you need to do something else. You need to, you need to change. So um, he encouraged me to join a sports team and He was throwing out all the options because, you know, I was in high school. I was already six foot tall. And um, yeah. And so he was like, hey, why don't you join basketball or volleyball, um, you know, explore those options. And I instantly knew like, you know, the cheerleader in me, I was like, I cannot be that aggressive. I, I can't do basketball. So I started playing volleyball and um I wasn't the best at it. I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. It did not come that natural to me. And, um, knowing that I, I knew I had to put in the extra reps and I had to put in the extra hours to catch up with all the girls that have already been playing varsity, have been playing club, you know, at my age. And I put in those hours and I was able to get a scholarship to at first it was Houston, University of Houston. And um, my coach actually moved over to Cincinnati, which then I followed her over to Cincinnati and um, then eventually transferred over to Auburn. So I have a long story. I don't know okay. if we can get into it, but yeah,
1: we're going to, we're going to jump right into that <laughs> because that you just named three different schools in yes. one sentence. So let's go back. So you were planning on going to Houston, but you did not go to Houston. You ended up going to Cincinnati or did you go to Houston as well?
0: No. So I was verbally committed to University of Houston. And, um, weeks later, my coach was like, Hey, I got a job opportunity at University of Cincinnati. Uh Are you willing to move with me? And, you know, at the time, that was my only offer. So I was like, well, what am I going to do? You know, the coach, I don't know if the coach at Houston, the new one is going to like me. So I, you know, I made that jump with her over in Cincinnati.
1: Nice. And then, uh, then from Cincinnati, you were at Cincinnati and then your coach decided to leave from Cincinnati and go to Auburn. So how does that happen?
0: (laughs) So she was at Cincinnati and, um, I actually played there for a year and decided that I wanted to transfer. So she was she's still there now, um, but I decided to do the move.
1: Nice, yeah, nice. I love that. I love that. So, yeah, um, what was it that? So you, you're you're going from here to here, and mm-hmm. you follow your coach from there to here. Yeah, And the one thing that we speak about on this this podcast is transition and your ability to, to transition. Was those mm-hmm. trans- transitional moments in your life, was it difficult for you or was it just a decision that you just needed to make and you just went went forward with it?
0: It is. Um, there are complex decisions, especially when I was so young. Um, at the time when I committed, I was... 17 and you know I'm from San Diego and moving to Houston was like a big deal to me and my parents guided me through the whole way and you know encouraged me and said you know you're going to be okay you're you know you're going to be a big girl and so that's why I decided you know to take that leap of faith and also with moving to Cincinnati because I knew like hey I have to either move with her or just pray that the coach at Houston likes me. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So I decided to move to Cincinnati and then transferring from Cincinnati was also a really big deal for me because I did really well at Cincinnati. I had amazing stats and, you know, it gets to the point where you're like, Oh, well, you know, what do I want to do? What's next for me? And I felt like, um, I wasn't in the opportunity where I could continue to grow and that's why I decided to transfer. And um, during the transfer process or before then, you know, my parents are like, are you sure you want to do that? Because when I first was in high school, I only had one offer. So it was like, okay, well, how is this transition process or the transfer process going to work? And are you going to, are you going to have any, you know, schools that are actually interested in you? Um, and I, one day I just was like, I got to do it. I have to do it for myself. And I took the leap of faith and I ended up with over 11 schools looking at me. And that was just within the first week or so. Wow. Um, yeah. So you go. I took that leap of faith.
1: <laughs> right. So, so did it come easy to you or was like volleyball? Did volleyball come easy to you? Was it something? I know, I know you said you wasn't as talented, but yeah, you have athleticism in your family right? Yes. Yeah. yes. Your, grand- <laughs> your grandfather, your dad. So you come from a yes. lineage of athletes. So uh, just a little work and athleticism and genes just took over?
0: Yes. And I would say I put so many hours after practices to just get extra reps with other coaches and things like that. And like I said, I was never in um, in any volleyball clubs until Mm -hmm. my junior year. And that's where I saw my, the potential that I had to go play collegiately um, was having that next level of coaching. You know, my, my club coach, uh, his name was Ojan, and he actually played in the Olympics and he was just an amazing coach overall. So I have to give a lot of credit to him too, because he definitely put me in the right direction. And Nice. um put me in that spotlight to be successful
1: nice so speaking of giving credit now I know for me knowing you personally I know that you have a big family right you grew mm-hmm. up in a really big family and yes um and you guys are from San Diego so you end up going mm-hmm. to school in Auburn and mm-hmm. become a standout athlete yeah. were your parents always at your games or uh no or, No. So explain to me. Yeah. So,
0: you know, being from San Diego um, and going over to Cincinnati and Auburn, Mm -hmm. um, you know, my parents can't fly every weekend to go see my games. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's always like it's, it was a little unsettling at first knowing that Uh I can't just look in the stands and look for my family, you know, for support or at the beginning of games, just to see like a familiar face. Um, But, you know, as time went on, it, I mean, I always knew that I had their support and love and, uh, you know, the fans are always amazing. So it's like Uh you, it kind of just, you overlook it and you don't really look at the stands or the fans anymore. It's just like, you're in the zone. Um, so, you know, after that first couple of games, it, it, it became a lot easier.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So your teammates became your family members basically.
0: Yes. Yes, Mm. for sure.
1: Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. What was your relationship with the coach? Like,
0: um, my relationship with my coach, uh, it's so funny because, at my coach at Auburn, Rick Nold, he actually has the same birthday as me. So we are like wow. this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we had the same birthday, you know, we had the, the same things motivated us and, um, we were very, I would say driven to be successful. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it was a it was a great relationship. I had amazing coaches at all the schools I've been to, <laughs> like all the schools, but only two schools. Um, but at every school I've been to, I would I have been very blessed with amazing coaches.
1: Nice, nice, yes. nice, nice. See, I like that. And I like that you give your coaches recognition and, and credit for them having an impact in your life. Yes. I know my coaches, uh, they would always um, be like a, a pivotal person in my life as well. Mm-hmm. And, the, and when, whenever I needed them, I can always go to them and talk to them. They were my teachers. They were my mentors yeah. as well. So that's super mm-hmm. awesome. Look,
0: yeah.
1: I, uh, I want to give the audience a, like our background history, how we met and okay. just talk about, you know, like, uh, like where you are, because one of the things that really intrigued me about your energy was the fact that you were open to mindfulness and meditation and, and wanting to get more into into that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I remember we met at the um, uh, we met at Reggie Bush's uh, what charity was it golf right? tournament. Charity golf tournament. So, not, but, but yeah, not at the golf tournament. We actually met at the the gala. The gala. Exactly. So we made the yes. gala and uh, um, you, you just had this really positive energy and, you know, it came up and I, I spoke. I can't remember exactly what I said, but I think I mentioned something about meditation and we um we exchanged information. Then I told you about mm-hmm. an event that I was having, had the event and you showed up and I didn't think he's going to show up, uh, <laughs> but you showed up. And I was just like, yo, Free, what's going on? You know, mm-hmm. I was so happy that you showed up because you showed up with um, um, last name Thomas. I forget her first name. Uh, Sydney. Sydney Thomas, you know, yes. Frank Thomas daughter, you know, and um, such a beautiful moment. And then afterwards, your mom called me. Um, mm-hmm. She uh, she takes me out of the blue. I was just like, who is this? <laughs> and so she hit me up and, and she said, you know, I just want to tell you, thank you so much for the impact that you had on my daughter. She came back telling me about meditation and I'm going to do it. And and this is what she sees her life and this is how she envisioned herself. So thank you so much mm-hmm. for creating that spark within her life. And that's mm-hmm. when, when, when someone's mother reaches out to you, that's when I knew that I made an impact. So I was just like, Oh, okay. And I also knew that you had a big family that was very supportive, um, mm-hmm. whether, whether they're in person or not, you know, they can be there spiritually, but they really have a, a, a huge impact in it. So when I saw that, I saw, wow, your mother is, is always there to support you no matter yes. what. Yes,
0: yeah, she is. She's my biggest fan.
1: <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, that's what you want, right?
0: hmm
1: Nice. That's good. That's good. So um, tell, tell me a, a, a bit about... Your mom and your father and your family, and how that has helped with your transition because you stopped playing at Auburn on your last year, was 2016, 2017? 2017. Say, 2017. Okay, so that was mm-hmm. your last year. So after that, what, what was life like?
0: It was um, definitely life changing or, you know, monumental. Um, You go from being a a collegiate athlete to trying to figure yourself out. And um, a lot of people don't tell you about that. Uh, Mm. It's kind of like, okay, you go and you go play and you do your, you do your job and, you know, you put your best foot out there, but, um, you know, the conversation never came up as, you know, what do you want to do after college? And, um, you know, I hear it a lot too. And it it happened with me yeah. where you kind of like lose yourself. You lose your sense of self and Mm -hmm. you know, what you actually intend to be and what your goals are, because all you think about is volleyball, volleyball, nonstop, 24 seven. It's (sighs) like, how do I, how do I get to the tournament? How do I make it to the championship? You know? And that was like your main focus in school. And, um, you know and then it comes to an abrupt stop mm. and it's it's definitely life-changing for sure um, mentally and physically too
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so
1: um what about spiritually because when we, we connected and you uh, you were already it seems like you were already on this on this journey or this path the spiritual path mm-hmm. and it just kind of re, re-sparked that 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 light within you because after you left the event you were like okay I feel filled I feel Mm -hmm. that I just ignited something within me you know yeah. what was that like?
0: Yeah so um, I actually practiced meditation and like visualization in college so my coach Rick Nold before every game he would have us um, you know play a certain song and we would all sit or sit in our locker room, and we would close our eyes. We would turn off the lights, and we would visualize ourselves playing and playing at our highest, like potential and our highest ability. You know, visualizing ourselves winning and you know blocking and getting amazing points and uh, making great plays. And I think that's where it started. Um, and then making the transition after college was kind of like seamless, but. You know, when you're going from meditating and visualizing before games, it's like, you know, you don't really know anything else besides that. So it's like, oh, where does that fit in my life? And um, I got into meditation and yoga and things like that. I actually have my yoga certification. um, So I can actually teach yoga. Um, But I was just yearning for something more than what I was doing. And I had always gone back to meditation, especially when times were tough. I would spend a lot of time with myself and um, visualizing what I want for myself and what I want for my life and meditating on it. And um, that's where I'm at peace is when I'm by myself meditating.
1: That's when you met peace. Oh, yes! I love yes. it. <laughs> I love that comment. That's when I met peace, man. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Such a beautiful thing because not everybody has the opportunity to meet peace.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know? So that's a really profound statement and very beautiful. So uh, it goes with, with what you're doing right now, you know, inspiring people to be the best versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Um, so, what was some of the best Advice that you were given, and what were some of the worst advice that you were given uh, in college?
0: As far as sports, or just in yeah, general? Yeah, as far as
1: sports. Yeah, as far as sports and like life, life information.
0: Um, I would say the best advice. That's a that's a tough one because people have given me a lot of advice. Um.
1: Which what's, what's one is the best one that you still use, like to this day? I know you probably use all of them, but
0: yeah, which one do you use
1: more than the other?
0: Um, you know, I forgot who told me it, but it was, if it's not going to matter in five years, don't spend more than five minutes on it. Oh, and yeah, so I, I definitely <laughs> have had, you know. Times in my life where I've gone through hardships, and I realize, you know, time is going to pass, and it's going to pass anyways, whether I like it or not. And the only thing that matters is, you know, from a, a year from now, do I want to look back and think about all of the hard times, or do I want to, you know, look at things in a light where, okay, I was able to get through this hardship, and this is how I got through it, and um, you know, being at peace of with my life and the things that I've been through. Um, because I know, like I said, like time passes and it's gonna pass anyways. <laughs> so <laughs> minus might as well let the hard times roll off of you.
1: Nice, nice. I love it. So if you had to speak to your younger self, what advice would you give your younger self when you were going through all of your transitions? When uh, from choosing a college to uh, going to a different college to graduating from college and living a civilian life? Uh, what would you tell yourself through all those transitions?
0: I would tell myself um, to really focus in on what truly matters to me And not necessarily what matters to the next person or who you want to help or, you know, your parents or, you know, other people that may influence you. It's all about not to make it like in a bad way, but your life is what you make it. And ultimately, you have to be here to serve yourself and you have to know how to serve yourself in a way that's healthy. And um, that's going to help you feel fulfilled and fill your potential. Um, because the last thing you want to do is think, "Oh, I should have done this," or you know, you have regrets because you didn't follow your intuition and you didn't follow your heart.
1: Nice answer. <laughs> so, if you had an opportunity to speak to the young females, and empower them. Mm-hmm. I want you to look into the camera and I want to know what advice would you give to them?
0: Mm-hmm. This
1: is that I, moment where you can empower <laughs> I,
0: Yeah. I would say stay true to yourself, uh, know yourself, spend time with yourself, um, and really love yourself because, you know, in the end it's it's going to be you and you have to do what what you ultimately want to do in life and feel fulfilled and love yourself.
1: I love it. I love it. How much do you love yourself?
0: A lot. <laughs> <laughs> More than this room behind me.
1: <laughs> nice. So I know now uh, you're, you're in school, you're getting your mm-hmm. MBA, pursuing your MBA. But yeah. you, you also have uh, something that you like as a hobby. Right, uh, mm-hmm. you have a hobby, uh, and modeling. Right? Are you your own model, or do you work for companies? Or do companies, you know, hire you? Look to hire you?
0: It's half and half. I it's mean, half <laughs> half. yeah. So i I don't really actively search for it, um, mm-hmm. but it kind of if the opportunity presents itself, or you know, if I'm helping out a friend, I'm more more than willing to help them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I kind of do it for my own self and it's, it's funny because people are like, you don't seem as what you are on, on social media. And it's, it's funny that people say that because I feel like, yeah, there, there is this persona of myself, but it's only what I present to them. And I think if they genuinely wanted to know who I am as a person, they could always reach out to me.
1: Go ahead, Brie. Let them know. You can always reach out to me if you want to know the real breed.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I love it.
1: I love it. So you've accomplished so much, and every time I, I see your action pictures from Auburn, it's you. It's you, like yelling, like yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got that warrior spirit inside you. You know, yes. do you still get a chance to exercise that? Because obviously that just kind of made you excited and you were like, Yes. yes.
0: <laughs> do you, do you
1: still get an opportunity to, to exercise that?
0: Well, I don't play too often here and I'll play beach ball, but um I do exercise and work out almost six days a week. I say almost because you know there's days where you gotta you you gotta listen to your body. Um right. but I I do still I, I feel like I work out like I'm a, a professional athlete at this point still. <laughs> um so I guess I, I would say that yeah, I do have the opportunity to, you know, relink that side of me here and there. Um but it's it's not it's not the same. And you know, there's times where I tell my sister, like, take advantage of the time that you have because it goes by so quick and you'll never have the opportunity ever again.
1: Mm such great advice from my older sister to tell your younger sister. Mm -hmm. Did you ever think about going pro?
0: I did. Um, however, I had a, you know, when you jump a lot, your knees aren't really the same. (laughs) So yeah, so I, I was exploring the option. I, I was never super serious about it, but I was exploring the option and, um, you know, when it came time to graduate, I wanted to be in philanthropy. So I wanted to start my master's right away. And um, I actually came back to San Diego after my last year. And I did an internship with a mortgage company. And I was like, Oh, I I decided I didn't want to go back to school or pursue volleyball. (laughs) So, San Diego <laughs> just, will
1: do that to you, <laughs> man. San Diego will. San Diego is such a beautiful place. Like yeah. when I found San Diego, I was like, "Is this real?
0: Mm-hmm. Is this
1: real? I don't want. I don't want to leave from paradise in America." You grew up here, so yeah. It's like what? I didn't grow up in San Diego. I, it was just something that I just happened to find. I was like, "Wow, this is amazing. What is this beautiful yeah, every day?" So I can get used to mm-hmm. this. So I know what you mean. Yes. It can persuade any any person's decision. Like, this is nice. And I want to live like this every day. So
0: Exactly.
1: Can you tell me a story where you were in the zone or you were inspired and, and it seems like you were playing at your peak performance and you had the right mindset, like nothing could stop you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh sorry cuz in life I you know there we were just talking about it today at work where you go through um like you're in your flow and you know it happens when you're outside of you know sports too. So that's why I asked that question but um I remember we were playing Oh, concussion. I see. I didn't I didn't hit it.
1: I'm sorry. I didn't hit a question because uh I I guess the sound had went out for half a second. So uh, you asked a question?
0: Oh, no problem. Oh, okay. like in, in volleyball or in like a regular day life. Um, oh, both. But you as know. far as volleyball. Yeah. Yeah. So for volleyball, I would there was a match that we played against Kentucky. And I remember we were so excited to play and. Uh, you know, we do our meditation and our visualization before every game. So, you know, I was already in the zone and I was ready to go. Kentucky's always an amazing um, team to play against. They actually won the championship this year, I believe. Um, so that just goes. To show they're always amazing, but you know, you're playing high quality teams every night. Um, but for some reason, that night was like no other and I think it was because I just knew the level I had to play at and prior to the game I made sure that I visualized myself playing at the highest point and if I ever thought I was going to make a mistake I would go back and redo the play over again in my head and actually see myself doing well. And that's where I found myself actually performing the best.
1: Ooh, see, that's the key. You just gave the key. Yes. And I, I, <laughs> I think the internet went out, but I heard it. I heard it when you said, the one thing that you said, because I that's something that I mentioned in my book about when you go through your visualization exercises. Uh, in my book, Minds for the Ultimate Athlete, I said, if you see yourself mess up, You should actually go through the whole process again through your head. Yes. Until you see yourself succeed. And that is key right there. Manifestation, you say?
0: Manifestation, yeah.
1: Manifestation visualization. You just Mm -hmm. said it, just hit the nail on the head. Look, for you guys that's listening, look, she just dropped a bar, dropped the gem, dropped the jewel, (laughs) dropped everything. So um, if you're trying to get into some type of visualization, meditation, manifestation, always remember visualize yourself at playing at the highest, and make sure that if you make a mistake in your mind, you need to revisit and revisualize every single thing over and over again until yeah. you see yourself perform it in the most ultimate way. Man, that is that is what I'm talking about. Now, all right, real quick, give me something that um, you felt you were in the flow or in the zone. Uh, outside of sports
0: um I would say just at work you know when and I feel like when you're in the flow you're super confident you want to get things done you want to feel accomplished and um at work I feel like when I'm in the flow it's like when I'm by myself and it's silent and I can you know focus on what I need to focus on uh, without any distractions. And I feel like that goes back to, you know, meditating too, because you kind of like block out, not block out everything, but it's like, you're going to a different place where, you know, you're not looking at other things or listening to other things. It kind of just goes in and out, I guess, you know, right, 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 so, right. Yeah,
1: I like that. I like that. All right. So you are a you're considered uh from the internet, you're considered like a supermodel, you're considered uh, <laughs> a, you know, a bigger than life. Yeah, a lot of things, you're a superstar. i and we we're not gonna get into all of that at all. But okay. um um but what I do wanna ask you is where are you in life in terms of relationships and What do you see yourself in the next five years? And also, what do you want your legacy to look like?
0: Yeah, so um, what I want my life to look like in five years is um, I have always had this dream to start a nonprofit called Save High School Sports Foundation, which I've already started the process and I'm more in the ideation stage. That's why I had this motivation to go back to school um, is to learn how to, you know, start a business and create a business plan. Um, so I, I see myself creating a multi-sport complex and having a turf field and, um, you know, courts and a workout station, a nutrition station, um, study rooms, things like that to support these athletes that right now may not be, may not feel supported, especially in the times of COVID where they're making sport cuts and things like that. And, um, you know, I know how much sports basically changed my life and, um, I know what it can do for other people. So always empowering others to, you know, to go in their path and, you know, also perfect their craft, whether it's football, whether it's, Ah, uh, volleyball, whether it's you know, if they're more into academics, like following their path, basketball, anything. Yeah. So uh, I'm here. I want to support kids. Um and I feel like that's really what is going to fulfill my purpose in life is giving back to the community and, you know, others in sports.
1: That is so awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say this. Most people will probably say, um, "I want a family, and I want this." And you're saying that I want to give back to the community. And I want to give back Thank to the to the youth. I think that's such a beautiful thing. That's such a selfless act. Um, you. You're welcome. So, what do you want your legacy to look like?
0: My legacy, I, I would say, it's along the lines of um, the nonprofit and serving others, and just being somebody of influence and somebody that's there to, um, guide others, because I know a lot of times many people can get lost, especially in the social media and, you know, what other people say, or maybe what their parents are influencing them to do. And, um, I really want to let people know that you have to know yourself and you have to love yourself and you have to serve yourself. You know, you have to understand, like you're here to. Fulfill your own potential, not somebody else's, because that's not going to make you happy. (laughs)
1: There you go, It's coming out, right? I feel Nice. Um, So how do you not get lost in the social media world?
0: You definitely have to put up boundaries within yourself and understand like, okay, this is this is something in my life that's influencing me in a bad way and in an unhealthy way. Um, and figuring out what works for you, you know, if you have to put time constraints on your apps, or you have, if you have to, you know, take a break from social media, delete the app, or, you know, things like that, whatever. Um, I could give all the advice that I can, but, you know, to each its own, whatever. If you feel like, Negatively impacting you, you have to make the change where you see fit um, because it's not the same for everybody. Um, But again, you can also use social media. That's why I have such a big audience, is because I was playing at Auburn and I was using my platform to inspire others. Hey, here is my story when I played volleyball. So you have to use it for your own good as well because you have the opportunity with this platform to serve others and help guide others and inspire others and a lot of people don't see it that way either so um yeah
1: oh hey brie i love yeah. it <laughs> that was a great answer great answer we we had some comments from the audience and they said um uh, love yourself know yourself and serve yourself love that yes yes Jen (laughs) look you'll be inspiring everyone this is what this show is continuing to do to inspire um uh, everyone through the transitions because we're either transitioning to the game or transitioning out of the game Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: you 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 really shed some light on everyone and someone made a comment love yourself know yourself and serve yourself well that that is what I'm talking about. Yes. I want everybody to be inspired by this. I know um, they um, your, your your mask is on, but we're gonna have to have you on the show again, so that, that way you don't have to have your mask on and you can be yes. free and talk to people, and so they can see every all the brie and yes. they can get the feeling um, um, as well as a, as a visual. But I just thank want you. to tell you, thank you so much for your energy and your time. Okay. Um, I I know I've been hounding you, and then, for a long time, just like, hey, I got to get you on my show, but thank you so much for getting on my show and and just being being present, showing up. Uh, um, and just want to say to you, uh, are there any final words and where can people find you?
0: Um, any final words? Well, I would say thank you so much for allowing me to be here and share my story and, you know, also continue to fulfill my purpose of inspiring others and help guide others because, um, it it can be difficult when I'm, I'm stuck in the office during work hours, you know? Um, so finding the time to do this and, you know, having the opportunity I'm so grateful for, because I haven't had an opportunity like this in a while. So thank you so much. And, um, everybody can find me out in San Diego. You can, uh, find me on social media. It's my first and my last name for pretty much everything that I have, and um, feel free to reach out to me. i don't be afraid, <laughs> don't be afraid of me. I may be six foot, but it's okay i'm I'm super sweet, I promise
1: like <laughs> you're intimidating to a lot of people, you know
0: yes, I noticed As- that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well when someone comes up to you and they look down upon you like yes <laughs> because you have so much height you know you look down at people like yes what did you say to me
0: <laughs> yeah you know, most and... people can
1: be intimidated by that but hey, yeah thank you
0: just... especially when i wear high heels so <laughs>
1: <laughs> you gotta find you somebody that's not intimidated by that you know people yeah. i mean, look, look don't be intimidated by anybody just always yeah. you know um the intimidation creates confidence if you learn how to face it, right? Actually. So, um, yeah, always, always look like to face your intimidation, and uh, so that way that you can build the confidence and be able to speak to people because because uh, that's what it's about. Look, if I didn't have the confidence, yes. um, we wouldn't be speaking right now. So when I saw you, I was just like, "Hey, what up, Bri? you doing?" So beautiful, awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for being incredible.
0: Yes, thank you. Um,
1: You're welcome. That's the end of this show, but I want to tell our audience, please like and subscribe at the Prince Daniels Mm -hmm. Jr. on YouTube. Make sure that you um if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with somebody. We're going to be back here next Tuesday, same bad time, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today we had an incredible guest. Look, tell everybody to go and watch this episode. It's very inspirational. And she is very incredible. Go and follow her on social media as well. Mm -hmm. Other than that, guys, we'll see you next time, next Tuesday. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new show is posted. And please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. To learn more about our events, courses, and other programming, check out GameBeyondTheGame.com. Thanks so much for listening. Peace.